Welcome, Orphans, to the podcast hosted by people with dead parents. Our parents are dead, so yours don't have to be. I'm Sydney. And I'm Brandon, and we are the Parish Parent Posse. High five for existing! Hey, everyone. Hey. Welcome back to the Parish Parent Posse. Um, Should I do ASMR like I did last time? I forgot that you did that. That was really fun, honestly. Um, this is the first uh, human interaction I have had all day. What? I what have not been s- doing. I have not spoken out loud to another human being at all today until just now. Honestly, those are the best summer days, yep. though. <laughs> Who wants yes. to talk to people? No, I am not mad about it. There's like, it's so crazy. So we like have talked about it a couple times and like we even talked about Roe v. Wade before, Mm -hmm. but even more right now with it overturning, it's so crazy. Just like the current anxiety I have and the, my lack of desire to even interact with people right now. Yeah. Um, there was, so that same, the same TikToker I talk about every freaking week and then never think to like pull up her name. She was talking about how Roe v. Wade got overturned, and then within three days of it overturning, was it Alabama? One of the southern states used super similar language to the Supreme Court on why they overturned Roe v. Wade to justify... um detransitioning trans kids who had started transitioning. Oh my God. And making it illegal to assist anyone under 18 in transitioning and allowing the state to pretty much say that they need to detransition because there was some kind of like verbiage in there that was like, it's not similar to the, like history and whatever of the United States. It was, it's a really weird wording Interesting. that pretty much just means like we haven't done it before, so we're not going to do it anymore. Um, I hate that. It's real wild. And it's just even more like the depth of the argument is, is what's struggling, what I struggle with because like, I, if you really think that this is human life, like, I get it. I understand why you are against it. Yeah. But, like, why, why are you against it so vehemently while it's an infant and then you're not supporting social services yeah. that can, like, help it when it's alive? Well, and there's also, like, 14 other steps we could have taken first before jumping to this extreme, like, why, why didn't we increase in mandate education like what you know i just don't there's i feel like there was a bunch of other things we could have done first and i um there's so if you like think about all the like religions that are pretty common in the u.s christianity is obviously number one but there's a lot of other religions that people practice Mm -hmm. and there's only one religion in the u.s for the most part that outlaws abortion fully and is just Christianity. 
which like so silly, so yeah. wild. I just think there was a lot of other things we could have done first before we went like zero to a hundred. And it, you know, it's the silliness is like the number of procedures that are termed abortion is not just getting rid of like, Oh no. A fully viable pregnancy that you just yeah. don't want. Right. You Any don't know how many they, like flush out your uterus. It's essentially it, an abortion. A DNC is just an abortion. It's clearing out dead tissue of a fetus that didn't survive pregnancy for and whatever reason. Repeatedly, I'm seeing like healthcare that providers. That happens a lot. <laughs> healthcare providers talking about pregnant women coming in that are like visibly sick. Something's wrong with the pregnancy, but they can't do anything. Yeah. Because it's illegal in their state. Or. One healthcare provider, she does forensic, forensic something, some kind of forensics in healthcare, and she does a lot of rape kits. And she said that she had multiple people come in saying that they had been raped, and that the person that raped them literally said, "I'm gonna get you pregnant, so you have my baby, and you can't get rid of it." Oh, that's terrible. Like. That's heavy. Yeah, that's hardcore for no but reason. You know what? It's a blessing from God, right? Well, on that on that note, I guess there's a website that you can go to called mayday.health and it has a bunch of information on how to uh receive um Abortion pills to end pregnancy within the first um, 12 weeks. It's, you know, it's got a bunch of uh, resources for even just education, like miscarriage abortion hotlines, national advocates for pregnant women, Plan C, Judicial Bypass Wiki, Mental Health Coalition, just a bunch of a bunch of resources listed on here that you can easily access to get any kind of information that you might need. Also, you have protection using yeah. mail-ordered Plan C because the yeah. federal government runs the mail, not the not the state government. Yes, yeah. So there's even so there's a few more. There's like yeah, PlanCPills.org, which has options that doesn't don't need prescriptions. AidAccess.org. All of these are all listed on here for to protect your privacy. DigitalDefenseFund.org, and then there's a link on here for like your legal rights and your legal support and and things like that. So you can um. If you need a, something to figure out uh, a safe way to receive something that you need, this website, Mayday.Health, will have all of that information for you. Um, basically, you create a mail forwarding address from a uh, state that still has abortion rights. Um, and it also lists a bunch of different services that you can use to create that forwarding address. And then you use that new address um, to request the medication that you need, and then you uh, receive that delivery because it will get forwarded to your real address. Um, yeah, so this is just a, it's an educational nonprofit organization. Also, good website, if, lots of info. If you have a period tracking app, delete it and request that they delete all of your information, clear the information out of those period. Oh, apps. yeah, I forgot about that. Don't do it manually. You have to contact the company to have them clear your data because. They are able to use that information as evidence against you if you have like late periods or if there's an issue with your pregnancy that you like 
document in the app. It just becomes a documentation to use against you. Freaking um, wild. There are a couple that you could potentially use. I just don't know the legitimate legitimacy of telling you to use them. But I would no, just go back old school. Use the a Planned note Parenthood here. one is probably good. Oh yeah, Planned Parenthood is just chef's kiss. We love them. Very silly. Ugh. Well, I think with that we should just bring in our guest. <laughs> yeah, now that's out of the way. Um. So just to introduce our guest a little bit. Uh. This is Sharon's husband. We talked to Sharon two, three weeks ago. Yep. Um, so y'all should be excited to talk to Randall. Randall, come on in. All right. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. So tell no us a little problem. bit about yourself, Randall. Well, um, I actually had to do this this week uh, as a speaker. Um, but uh, I've moved around the country a lot growing up. Um, today I counted it, and I mean, military people have me beat, no problem. But I've lived in eleven cities, um, good, mostly Midwest, far west is Idaho, um, not that far east either, but. Uh, been married for almost seven years, I guess over seven years now. We just had that, and uh, we have a son, so yeah. So I, I do know that you have your degree in youth ministry and were a youth minister. What kind of brought you into that realm? Uh, yeah, my dad was a pastor growing up. And um, my grandfather was a president of a Christian college up in northwest Indiana. And so when I went to college, um, I went up to there, that college my grandpa was a president at. He wasn't there. He was retired by then, but I got a decent scholarship still to go up there and went through there really uh kind of praying and discerning what I should do with my life and uh really enjoyed well basically my adolescence were some of the best times looking back and reflecting on my life and I was like I had a lot of great times because of my friends and the my youth pastor that I had and so that kind of impacted me to go into youth ministry so that I could create that for more adolescents growing up. So that's kind of what drew me there. That's nice. awesome. And you've kind of transitioned that into more of the education realm from what I remember. You share with yeah, so, you an interview and it turned out good. <laughs> yeah, I ended up having lots of interviews at the beginning of the summer. Had a few job offers, and uh, the last year I've been working with uh, in a behavioral classroom where lots of ODD kids, um, autism kids, things where um, every once in a while you'd get kicked and hit, or I had um, hand sanitizer thrown into my eyes. Oh, and, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
And so when I had all that experience working in that classroom and I, and so when I interviewed, I could talk about experience really well. So I got a few different job offers in that, but ended up getting another one and just doing SPED inclusion in English. So I'm going to work that angle, avoid any more injuries. But uh, growing up, um, well, the last six years, I just had so many students with disabilities come into my youth groups. And uh, I was drawn to those kids and their parents that I had a gift with them. And so when I did education, when I wanted to go into education, there was no way I ever wanted to be a pastor. But uh, so I was looking for next steps and decide special education is what I wanted to do. So that's why I chose that um, and got certified. And we'll see. We'll start yeah. year one officially in a few months, I guess in a nice. month. One of my yeah. first gigs was I was an athletic trainer and a SPED inclusion teacher for some reason, but I wasn't certified. They just had me do it, which is like so little town, old school version. Yeah. And I was bad. <laughs> I was really bad. <laughs> I just wouldn't go. Mm. And I would document that I went. <laughs> I literally broke the law. Oh my god. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's all documented, so it's fine. Um, There's a guy who uh I subbed last year for a good amount, basically through the fall. And uh then in the spring is where they had a teacher leave in that behavioral room where I went over there. But uh when I was subbing, I did a lot of inclusion at the junior high and I'd just get onto those kids. There was this one kid that was so bad and I'd get onto him and he'd say, when are you leaving? I want my teacher back. And so I was like, (laughs) I was like, I guess I'm doing something fine. The next time I went and subbed there, he was in alternative school. So he'd get in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. I just, it's so silly with inclusion because some of the kids don't want it. They don't want you. Exactly. Be, they don't want you near them. They don't want you yeah. helping them. And that yeah. was most of the kids that were on my little docket. Uh, and I, would I just end up like, sitting there. Yeah, so many of them are embarrassed. They don't want their classmates to see they're getting help. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have that sometimes. At that same school, we had like this this one boy i couldn't tell you his name and it i shouldn't tell you his name but he was in the behavioral class he was like he was very autistic and he had this really bad habit of running out of the like behavioral room like the life skills behavioral room taking all of his clothes off in the hallway and just running through the school masturbating oh no and yeah the, all the sped teachers there were just old ladies. Oh no! <laughs> they would just like be hobbling through the hallway, yelling oh, at him. Oh no! Oh my god! And it was oh, very no. funny, but not funny. And I shouldn't. Oh, be. Oh. But it was funny. Yeah, that is kind of funny. Oh, that's messed up. I also had this one girl. I th- I shouldn't be telling these stories, but I'm going to. <laughs> I had this one girl. She had 
a five of whatever it is. She had a behavioral plan. Yeah, five of four. The mom, she'd had it for her whole career through through high school, and she was a senior this year. The mom had just like built onto the behavioral plan more and more. So there was like six steps you had to go through before you could even do anything. It was like first step, let her walk the halls. Then you have to give her a treat. Then you have to separate her and have a conversation with her. Then you have to do da. Then you have to ask her if oh she wants gosh. to go talk to a counselor. Then you have to. And if you didn't do all the steps, the mom would come up there and freak out oh, on you. No. And I just yeah. be like, lady, this is an 18 year old girl. Yeah. Who is going into the real world in six months. And I have to offer her a snack when she acts bad. Oh, stop it. When she works at McDonald's down the street, they're not going to be like, it's fine, girl. Here's some fries. Go have a seat real quick. They're going to fire her. Oh. Yeah. They, yeah. That's That was one of our biggest issues is anytime we'd try to do something or lay our foot down, then we'd tell the parents we had to do this. And their parents would be like, well, well don't do that. And we'd be like, like okay, we have to well, address the behavior. They're not like, do they're not going to obey anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that what do you want to get annoying? Exactly. Uh, Jesus. Parents are silly. <laughs> Parents are yeah. silly. I, I give it to you, man. Sped is a lot. Yeah. But it's not even a lot because of the kids. It's a lot because of the paperwork and the parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lots of fun paperwork. So I, I see here that you are a land surveyor. I'm <laughs> I so interested in this in, in <laughs> what that means and what you did. And I'm sure it's not that interesting. <laughs> I love how excited um, you were to ask him about that. <laughs> I just think it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, my parents kind of sent me to do that in between uh, <laughs> summer when I was in college. They're like, go to go work as a land surveyor here. And basically, um, I'd walk around with a rod for most of the day, and it had measurements with a big mirror on the top, and they would shoot my mirror from this like robotic machine they had, uh, a laser. They'd shoot a laser at it, and then they'd have points um, ge- geographically where things were, actually. Um, and so they had elevations, and if you walk around anywhere anywhere in the United States, you can walk around, especially on top of storm um, drains. There's X's or there's a box cut, and surveyors kind of make cuts into the ground, especially cement. And they do this because that point has an actual elevation attached to it. And so then you can go off that point and shoot lots of different places you don't know, and it gives you the points. And so lots of it, they kind of, like if you're redoing, um, what is that exit? If you take uh, the Beltway West all the way almost to I-10, there's an exit, and I think it's a big Exxon building right now. 
But I helped uh, land survey that, and you'd see skyscrapers before they were built. They dug all the way down, and you'd see them built all the way up. And we'd measure how much they were moving, how level they were. And then even after these skyscrapers are built, like in the med center, we'd go there and measure columns to make sure the wind hadn't been blowing them too much so we knew the torque or however they were being made, the adjustments they needed so they weren't destruct. But construction workers never really liked us because we were kind of evaluating how well their work was. But yeah, yeah criticizing them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've broken a lot of bones. I've uh, actually counted that out for a game we played today, today. <laughs> and uh, I'm over i'm at 10 major broken bones if you don't include the toes and fingers and stuff oh my god yeah i have have broken zero bones do you have a condition (laughs) (laughs) honestly i really don't know but it's been a huge issue the last few years where i'm only in my 30s and my body hurts all the time already gosh but it has not been good. Um, but anyways, while I was working for that company, I ended up breaking my foot. And so they brought me in the <laughs> office and I ended up uh, working on the computer and doing the computer side where you kind of get to digitalize all the points that are being shot. And then we'll send those to companies and show them like before these things whatever their building is built these are the points they need to be put on this is how it's going to look and you give them like a 3d model so it's kind of cool but um if i had visuals it'd look a lot better but hearing about it (laughs) is a little boring but i'll be honest that sounds way more interesting than i thought it was going to be yeah (laughs) because i thought you were just like yeah we used to measure so people could put fences up Because yeah. the limited scope I know of land surveying is yeah. that you get when people have arguments about where their fence should be. Yeah, once, um, what is that? Do you know what that thing is called when the government seizes your land? Um, oh, yeah. Like they're going to do for the uh, train that's going to Dallas? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and so they did that in Houston and downtown. Mm-hmm. And we were surveying to put in new a new restaurant where they had it in some neighborhood. And they said, like, people are going to be upset. Um, like, you're kind of take, we're taking your house, even though it wasn't us specifically. Yeah. You're out there measuring and people are going to be angry. So yeah. they gave us a police escort that whole time we worked out there. Oh, wow. And didn't have any issues whatsoever. And then uh, the next week we went out to BP and we're working out there and they have cameras set up everywhere. They have like security badges. We had to get our pictures taken and badges and all this stuff just to, just to drive in. And while we were in there, we go out and do our job and we come back to the truck and it got broken into and it, 
Oh no! It's like forty-five thousand dollars worth of equipment was stolen. Oh no! <laughs> so it's like that was pretty ironic. We had a police Yikes. escort all last week, and oh. it's this week with all the security. But it's um, the thing about it is it's outside. If you're working in the field, so going through those Houston summers gives you a reason to not want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it not be me. Yeah, it, it would get pretty hot. The worst thing we'd ever have to do is uh, we'd have to measure manholes um, and pipes that go into manholes. And so we'd have to open those up and stick like this huge measuring stick down there. And it's just smell awful. And you had to rub it down to make sure you're getting the right measurements and stuff. So that was pretty gross. But other than that, it was interesting. What what life, um, what takeaway did you take away from being a um, land surveyor? How has it changed your life? Um, so it is something uh, I broke. So I broke my foot and I worked in the office for, it took me six and a half months for it to heal. And then I got, Jeez. Oh, so graduated college, I had uh, job offers, a handful, not a ton, but I had a handful of job offers to work at churches up in Northwest Indiana or Michigan, where I'd done lots of internships and I made lots of connections. And at 23, I thought, like, I have all these job offers. I don't want to stay up here because seasonal depression was bad for me up there um, when the sun wouldn't come out. And so I moved. I wanted to come back down to Houston and work down here. Mm-hmm. When I moved here, I didn't realize I, I was leaving all my connections and everyone I knew. And I yeah. kind of had to start fresh down here and like volunteer places to get into a job finally. And so that took me about a year and a half to get a full-time position. And uh, so while that year and a half I came back down, I also worked for the same land surveying company. And so that's when I broke my foot. I was out for six and a half months in the office working. And then I was out in the field for two and a half more months, and I broke my foot again. And they... uh, I think you should get some like blood work done maybe and see if you have some <laughs> kind of deficiency in something because bruh. Yeah. Too much. Was, uh, my boss like mate. I don't know if I should say this or not. Cause <laughs> I got in trouble for this. Um, being a 23 year old kid, but he made me sign a contract. Like I would not play any more sports after that second <gasps> break. And I, <laughs> The day he did that, I posted. I was like, I posted on Facebook, and I was like, "I'm ready to leave. I'm going to do something else." Oh no! Because uh, oh back then, especially, that's like all I did every day was play sports yeah. when I was done. And, um, but anyways, when I broke it again, I was working, and I was just like, the guy. 
there's a few guys I worked with who are like, all you have to do is go to ACC or something and take a few classes and you could make decent money doing this. Yeah. And I was like, cause those guys in the office, they, they make good amount of money. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know if I want to do that. Um, after I worked in the office for a while, I just felt like I was going to work for eight hours a day and coming back. And I felt like I wasn't making any impact in the world, even though like things were being built and they couldn't have been built without me, um, which were cool, which is, um, I think that exit's called Elgin or Eldrin off of the oh, beltway. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's uh, two skyscrapers off the left if you're going northbound. And those, I helped see those built from the floor all the way up. Okay. And uh, so when I w- worked in that company, I was like, it's really cool and it's easy to see success. Um, like you can obviously see real things are happening because of your work. But yeah. I felt like, I wasn't making much of a difference in the world. And so that's when I transitioned to youth ministry and then teaching. And it's so much harder to see success. Like (laughs) success is not a huge skyscraper in front of you, but uh, I think, I feel like it's more rewarding and I feel like it's something that when I come home, I feel like I've done something in the world yeah. Even though uh, that's a very, like, jealous or prideful thing to think about. Oh, I'm making this difference in the world. But, yeah. Hey, whatever gets you through the day, man. I haven't yeah. felt like that in years. And I need to maybe change my mindset, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've been working uh, at, at schools for years. Yeah, the whole time. Um, I've been reading this book, Awareness, that's like everything you do is for your own pride. Like you're boosting your ego with everything you say and do. So that's something that it talks about. It's like you're, you volunteered. Oh, so you can have that good feeling. Right. It was a selfish act. It's, an, it's definitely like not how I think a normal person would think. Yeah. I think it's kind of interesting, but yeah. I don't always agree with what he says. That is an interesting take. I I think every time I volunteer, I'm like, man, I'm really missing out on time. I could be at home. <laughs> you're like upset that you're doing it. You're like, God, I could kind be doing of, anything which is else. Terrible. Oh no. So I'm like, man, it's so odd. I mean, I I guess that's better than the alternative though, when like people go volunteer stuff like that and then they just use it as like like a or like our students who are like yeah, I've always used it as like I really just sat in the office because oh. I didn't want to do anything. You're like, like, what do you mean? Why? No, I was gonna say like people that do it and then they use it for like, like clout on social media. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they like yeah. they like hype themselves up. You know, they make it a whole thing, and you're like, okay. There's one dude you- on my Facebook. Like, why do you I gotta showcase that? Love him. He every week, him and his partner go to the Houston Food Bank. Mm-hmm every week and he's been doing it for as long as i've known him i'm like that is consistency yeah wow to like want to help people 
Because I would go like once and be like, damn, I really did it. You're like, I did it. I helped the world today. (laughs) See y'all next year. Oh my gosh. We should do that. Maybe we should, uh, we should go volunteer somewhere and then we can talk about it on the pod. That can be a segment. Yeah, we should. That sounds like tons (laughs) of fun. Let me put it on the calendar. I donated some dog food the other day. Yeah, that is something I will do. I will go on someone's Amazon and Amazon ship them a bag of dog food anytime. You're like, that's easy. Well, I had to, I had to go because I had a um, switch Rex. Well, Smalls died, right? And then so Smalls I had, died. Yeah. I so <laughs> so I had like two bags of food for him that were like fresh, unopened, and then. I had to switch over Rex's food. So I had two, same thing, two bags for him that were like fresh and unopened. Um, and I can't, I couldn't return them because it was like, it's like Hill science diet food. So it's like good quality food. And I was like, well, I can't just like, I don't know what to do with this. So I took it to, um, I took it to Webster's humane Whatever. services. Yeah. And they were, oh my God. Okay. No, but listen to this. I called them to make sure that they, some, cause some places don't accept or or if they you know or if they're like super stocked they'll tell you like hey like we we're actually pretty well stocked right now and you can call out call around to some other places instead so i called them first and i was like hey i have some um unopened pet food um are you guys accepting donations right now and the the guy i talked to was like oh my god yes please we we really like to stock up before hurricane season and i was like cool i'll come drop them off right now then i hung up and i immediately immediately was like oh my God, they need to stock up on food before hurricane season so they can feed all of the freaking stranded pets that get like misplaced from hurricanes. And I almost cried. I was upset. And then I took them all of that food. I took them four, four bags of food. I was like, here you go. And they were like, oh my God, thank you. And I was like, I don't don't know. So kind of you. I was so upset. You have no idea. Oh, well. Um, well, we did ask Randall to pick a couple of numbers <laughs> a long time ago. Now that we're finally getting around to interviewing him. Um, so we're going to ask him a set of six questions based on those numbers. And Sydney, why don't you take it away? Okay. So, first I question. Picked, uh, real quick, I picked all uh, Houston Astros players numbers, famous Astros players. That's how I picked them. I love that. that is, wow. I never, ever, ever would have caught that. <laughs> no, we never considered it even. That's awesome. I love that. Um, well, the first question is always the same. Um, do you pee in the shower? Uh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> um, all the way up through... Um, past college i never did and i had tons of roommates who um who would and it would annoy me but then uh when i got married uh sharon was just like yeah everyone does it you might as well do it you might as well do it too she bullied you (laughs) (laughs) yeah i stopped caring as much but then Three years ago, we moved into this house that um, they overlaid the bathtub, a new bathtub, on top of the old one, and the drain didn't 
like sync up right. Oh no. And so no matter what we did, um, it wouldn't drain fast enough. And there was a good foot to two feet of water and our, at our feet, our whole shower time. No. And so then with that, I was just like, I couldn't, I had to stop. (laughs) You didn't want to stand in your own pee. Yeah. For two years. And then I still haven't back to it since then. We just moved. We've been in a new place for about almost a year right now. But so I did for a while and have kind of, kind of done it and kind of not throughout the years. Nice. I'm actively trying to figure out which of these numbers match to which player. I'm sorry if I'm distracted. Oh my god. If I pick number two, I think that's the only one that doesn't line up. And that was my own number. Oh, two that's cute. That's true. Two is Bregman. But most of the numbers I picked are old retired guys. Oh, okay. I was like, there's not a five. There's a six. Um what is your relationship with your parents like, Randall? Uh, I would say it's pretty good. Um, and I didn't think, um, I didn't really realize how great of parents I had till I went to college and I heard all these other people who had awful experiences. And I had... Even at your church college? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Especially, like, all the athletes come with scholarships. They have no idea what a Christian college looks like, so they all kind of show up. Um, Oh, that's so sad. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's like, kids from... uh, There was a guy from, um, from Latin America who came up and he he played on our soccer team. I was talking to him one day, and he was like, he just finished his freshman year. It was at the end of the year. I was talking to him, and I was like, how do, how do you like it? What was it like? And he goes, I've been watching American Pie so many years through high school, and I thought at college, this is how college would be, and it's been nothing like that. Oh, <laughs> no, the disappointment. <laughs> Yeah. Could you imagine expecting like an American Pie experience, and then you get <laughs> existential dread instead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's and terrible. We were pretty. I mean, like there were rules at our college. Like we had a curfew. You could only go. You couldn't stay out past certain. I think it was midnight on weekdays and two a.m. on weekends. Um, and they would keep, like, if you went out of town for two or three days, you had to sign out. All these crazy things. So it was uh, than what he expected. I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm rewatching a Real World season eight or nine. It's the New Orleans one because it was the first season with a gay person on it. And they have this Mormon girl on there and she went to Brigham Young and she's like only ever met Mormon people. She has never met a black person before. She's never met a gay person. And she's like, yeah, at my school that 
she was like, there's a gay guy in my bed. This would never happen at my school. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) This is the, this is the craziest thing you've ever. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, there was, I don't know. There's not a ton to do. We would do crazy things just to be stupid and waste time. What we would, <laughs> we would like stand around in dark corners at night where we knew our campus police would like patrol and flash their lights on us. What? <laughs> yeah, we're just torturing we're just the all officers. Stand in a group of like fourteen what? or fifteen of us, and when they flashed on us, we'd all just take off running and see, and they'd always chase one person. So, oh, oh no. Just one. Yeah, those are the types of things we did for fun. I love that. Good for you, honestly. Really funny. Good for you. Oh my god. Okay. Living college dream. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. Um, I broke my foot running from one of those officers <laughs> once. Sir. <laughs> I I need you when we get off of this recording to schedule a doctor's appointment to get some blood work done. Okay. Let him get his, let him start in August, get his insurance set up and then he can go. I guess. School's money. But maybe wrap yourself up in bubble wrap first. I don't know. That's crazy. Uh, It's my turn, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, My next question is. What is next to your bed? Like on your nightstand, if you have one. Mm. Have you ever heard of an Arctic air? A what? It's like a... Is that like an air filter? Air It's like a really small box, and it's supposed to like give you AC. Um, You put like the filter in a freezer. (gasps) Freeze it during the day. And then you pour like water into it and uh, it blows cold air out onto you. So I have that on there. Um, Do y'all not have AC? We do, but Sean likes it. It needs to be colder. And I just like it way colder. Um, I have a lamp, unfortunately, that Sean thinks looks good on it. Call her out. She <laughs> deserves it. I can't remember what that thing's called, but like I put you put your keys, I put my glasses. Oh, it's just on like it. a little tray. It's just like a yeah, little, little tray thing. Then yeah. like I have a charging station for my phone and watch that I can put stuff on. Important. So yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Your college has esports as a team sport. How cool is that? Really? Oh, that this... thing looks so cool. That does look yeah. Cool. Does it does it work well? Arctic. Um, it works well if you freeze this and put cold uh... water in. Otherwise, it just kind of blows, kind of regular. But yeah. this filter, you freeze it and put it in and go. So they have they have a big one, like a big rotating fan. Oh yeah, are you gonna get it? Once you have a job? Maybe. Maybe once I have a job. The life of an unemployed. <laughs> the struggle is real. <laughs> um, 
So my question, let me go back. I'm really deep into the Beth, the pilot's um, website right now. Um, <laughs> Another funny thing is that there's like four Bethel colleges in the United States. I was on the wrong website first. I had to enter and, the city to find the right Yeah. One. Our best soccer player my four years there was from Ireland. And he got a scholarship to the Minnesota Bethel College. And cool. he bought his ticket to the Indiana one, showed up. We were like, oh, we don't, we didn't, we don't know who you are. They're like, you can try out, though. They're playing today. He tried out. He was the best player by far. And he just stayed at our campus for four years. Hey, Gosh. I love that. This, <laughs> your college seems like a hoot, honestly. Yeah, it sounds like the place to be. Y'all just have a lot going on. <laughs> nothing at the same time. <laughs> Group beer keggers. Are you joking? No, I'm not. Oh, no. What? What is that? <laughs> they you have a keg you? of root beer? Yes. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> they throw root beer keg parties. Uh, like, the chapel guys bring the keg <laughs> this feels not we're gonna real. praise the lord with our root beer <laughs> we're gonna praise the lord oh, oh i can't <laughs> yeah our... that's so cool <laughs> anybody that loves jesus come do it i should have stand oh i can't <laughs> um randall what does friendship mean to you Friendship, you know what? Friendship has been super hard once we started having kids because you no longer can just like go hang out all the time. Yeah. You have like responsibility. So friends has been, it's, it's been really challenging since we've had a kid, but um, friendships are just being there for people and uh, hanging out with them, having fun. Um, one of my best friends, actually, now that I'm down here, some, most of my best friends, I, I live five to 800 miles from, and I talk with them over the phone or text. Uh, I have a good amount of friends who live close by, but it's good to have those um, people you can kind of go and talk to about anything or when you're going through rough times and then being able to help others when they're going through rough times. So, yeah. So I have all of my high school friends have kids now and every single time that we plan an event, one of their damn kids gets sick (laughs) every time. And I'm starting (laughs) to think it's me because (laughs) me and Sharon have tried to link up at least five times in the past two, three years and either Joseph gets sick or you have something going on or we're usually hang- trying to hang out with Kelsey too, or one of Kelsey's 15 kids gets sick. <sighs> Annoying. Just stop yeah. reading. Dang. Yeah. Um, and speaking on friendship, you used to have a podcast or was like part of a podcast that had something to do with friendship. I need to know I more did. about this podcast called uh are we really friends podcast and are we really friends podcast yeah it was three of us who um 
it was basically based on Facebook. And we went and found people we were Facebook friends with. And then we'd ask them to come on the podcast and talk to them. Because, like, what you figure is, like, I don't know. I think I have, like, 1,500 friends on Facebook. But I'm a very introverted person in nature and don't really make a ton of deep connections. And Mm. so I'm, like, I have, like, 1,400 friends on Facebook that I'm not super deep with. And so you basically the concept of the podcast was connecting with those people. And then there was two other, two of my friends were co-hosts on it. And we would pick someone that was friends with all three of us. And we'd kind of make a case of why we were a better friend to them than the other person. And then at the end of the episode, whoever our guest was had to delete one the worst person that was not oh i love that so yeah it was fun for a while and uh we had to end it mostly (laughs) mostly because of me but i would have deleted you because you're a bad friend for ending the (laughs) podcast that's so funny That, that is a cool concept did y'all ever have any like crazy curveballs? Like it yeah, we did because like sometimes usually an, another thing that made it hard was the other two my friends were brothers. So they spent a good amount of time and some of their friends I'd only met a few times through them. And so we did a lot of their friends, but the curveballs were like Sometimes the guest didn't want to offend the guest yeah. they knew the least. Yeah. And so they would delete the person they knew the best. And um, so. And like, no, no one. Delete the person you don't like. Just yeah. yeah. No one would ever say, say that. But it, after a few episodes that happened, we were like, that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, funny. I I think you should consider redoing this, but just you, (laughs) just me. Yeah, having them on, but just people you haven't talked to in at least ten years. Like, make it old connections. And another thing we came and we had trouble with is people. Even some people we knew decently did not want to come on. So yeah, that limits your friendless too trying to find guests for this podcast gets harder and harder the more people we interview yeah because it's like there's some people who'd be really good but you don't want to like be in their business because you know they got stuff going on Mm. it's like you would be so fun to talk to because you got a lot of shit going on in your life Yeah. (laughs) or you'll ask people that you're like you're so boring just come on and they're like i don't know I don't know. I just don't even know people. I want to be like, we have 40 subscribers. You can literally say <laughs> anything and no one in the world will ever. Yeah. It's this. literally fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, whenever you're ready, Sid. Um, my next question is what was the last book that you read? Um, 
that's a good question too. Um, I'm really bad at names of books and their authors. I was, I was really hoping he was just going to say the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not that. <laughs> no. Um, right now I've been reading that awareness book. Yeah. I think the guy's name is like Anthony Del Rio. And I probably messed that up because uh, I probably did. But um, before that, I read uh, another book that I have no idea what it's called and no idea who the author was. But they made a movie and released it recently, about a year ago. And it's... uh, Twilight? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um... It's kind of, uh, I don't know. It's been a while. I haven't read it in a while. I'm also really bad at remembering like book titles and authors, especially now that I just read on my Kindle because I like blow through books really fast. I thought I froze for a second. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I, I like stop. I was like, oh. Um, I like blow through books really fast now on my Kindle and it's so easy just to like, like, okay, next one. And like, I, yeah. And I just don't even see the title or see the, you know, the, what the, um, art for like the cover art is of the book and stuff too. So I just like, I'll remember the plot and I'll just brain dump everything else about it. Yeah. I, I just looked at my Goodreads. And yeah. actually, the one I finished before that was called Fight Like Jesus by Jason Porterfield, who's someone I know personally. And oh. it's nice. about how anti um, against violence Jesus was, even though some people try to think he is. Um, and then the book I read before that, that was pretty similar, was... Uh, Jesus or John Wayne. And it talked about how so many churches have have this image of like this old rough cowboy war John Wayne figure that goes to yeah. war as right. their Jesus and how they're kind of missing the mark with that. So that was a pretty good book too. Um but uh yeah. Those are some of the ones I've been reading. Have y'all ever heard of a cowboy church? Yes. I think those are so, one, cool, two, weird. Um, <laughs> when I was in Columbus, there was a, a good chunk of people that went to a cowboy church. Mm-hmm. And I, were, I don't know, man. <laughs> I've lived in a few country areas, and I've, there's definitely seen those cowboy churches. Very interesting. And I I don't really understand the point, but I love that people are into it. And I love that, (laughs) you know what, if that's what you need, that's what you need. Yeah. Go for it. I was a little disappointed when I drove by and just saw tons of cars in their parking lot and uh, they didn't ride their horses. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't they ride? Y'all are losers, man. Y'all are literally lying to your patrons if you're not going to have horses on the front. Um, 
So this next question is kind of lame because I know the answer. Um, but that might be a dig at your wife. Uh, would you rather marry the most boring person you know or the most intense, demanding person you know? LOL. <laughs> For me, it's definitely boring. <laughs> I cannot handle it. He called you boring, Sharon. If you're listening, he called you boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think you're too low-key to have someone who's yeah too crazy. Yeah. Sharon's like, oh, we got an ice cream cone today. Ah! <laughs> Just like the perfect. She gets really excited about little things, which doesn't bother me. But demanding would be hard. I don't like someone telling me what to do. And my mom like, yeah. has always told me, like, she found out if I would say are you willing to do this that I'd do it for her? But she used different language. She won it. Once we had a babysitter um, watch us for like a week and she was like, come over here and take the trash out. And just the way she asked made me not want to do it. And so I just yeah. left the trash there all week. And she was like, I'm not going to take it out. It's your job. And I didn't take it out. Um, so it was a big of a bit of a big deal when I, I feel when that. my parents got home. I love that though. Yeah, That's- I I kind of feel that way too. If somebody tells me to do something and it's like in that kind of way, I'm just like, no. Mm, not having it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Out of spite. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, that was our question segment. Now we're gonna get to Reddit's. We've gone a good amount of time, so I think we should probably just do one in the break to dump his ass and then yeah, instead of two. Yeah. Would you like to go first? Do you want me to go first? Ma. Mine's kind of short. Yeah, you go ahead. Um, mine's from Ask Reddit, and the user's name is uh, Kushcakes77. Wow. Um, and they want to know what profession is unbelievably underpaid and what profession is unbelievably overpaid. For underpaid, youth pastors are very underpaid. <laughs> they get, yeah. like, I'm taking the first year teacher salary this year, and it's a lot more than I ever made as a youth pastor anywhere. That's, uh, so that shoots to my head right away. Athletic trainers are underpaid. <laughs> Lame. Um, any like public service, like police, firefighters, EMTs, like emergency response, um, things like social that. Services are always social services. Yeah, they do not benefit the government. Super, super underpaid, and then. Um, Anything in, like, the entertainment industry is, like, overpaid. Big time. So, like, professional sports, things like that. Big overpaid. I'm going to say my underpaid choice is going to be, like, the CNAs, the personal care assistants, the people that wipe your ass. If your job is to go to someone, go to work and wipe asses and clean people. Yep. You need to be making good money. Yeah, if you're dealing with is, the code, the code browns. A lot. Yeah. 
Um, am I overpaid? It's gonna be mega church pastors. Ooh, <laughs> that, is that is a good one. Because if you're making over six figures and you're a pastor, yeah. you're fake. You're fake, and you don't believe in Jeebus. Jeebus. <laughs> he was a I carpenter. Am... He didn't have a salary <laughs> job. Yeah. My sister is a. Uh, she worked as um, some kind of assistant for a media production. Um, that would make TV shows on the Food Network or Reels, and those entry level jobs are super super low too i mean they're like they're i mean they're around thirty thousand a year super low no insurance um and then athletic trainers are another one that they don't make a ton of money but i don't know if you would think they deserve a ton of money but i don't know guess it's kind of up up to the person yeah. I've got my opinions. <laughs> Even myself. <laughs> um, well, I love that. That was good. Yeah. Sid, what you got? Okay. Um, this one. Oh, where'd it go? Here we go. This is from our um, slash relationship advice. And the username is a bunch of gibberish, so I'm not going to read it. The title is Girlfriend Found Random Kiss Marks on My Shirt After I Went to the Bar and She Thinks That I Cheated. (laughs) And so he writes, I, 22 male, went to the bar with friends last night. I was wearing a white shirt and somehow three kiss marks got on the back of my shirt without me noticing. When I got home, my girlfriend, 22 female, noticed it and started confronting me, accusing me of cheating and crying. And she spent the whole night crying, even though I keep trying to tell her that I don't know how they got on there. I want her to stop crying and to believe me. So I saw this TikTok because my whole life is around yes! TikTok. Of that chick. You saw it too? No, b- no, but I went through the comments and. Everyone is talking about the TikToks. It's a TikTok trend. So these girls will go to these bars and kiss guys' shirts. Yes. On purpose, but on place to try, try to sneak it. That, yeah, that's fucked, dude. That is messed you up. And you're messing up their shirt. I went Make through. It's hard was, to get out of clothes. Yes, it is. I was like, this sounds fake. And I scrolled through and it was literally all of the comments are talking about the, it's a TikTok trend, and there's like girls that are doing it, and they're like doing like little videos with captions of like "I'm about to ruin his trust with his girlfriend" stuff like that. That is so dirty to me, and I hate that. It's slimy. Why would you want to do that? Oh, I hate that so much. I'm really glad that you knew though, right off the bat, that it was the the thing because I had I've never seen that. I didn't know that was a thing. I'm kind of surprised, like if my wife or I feel like if I saw kiss marks <laughs> on the person I was dating on their back. That's weird, right? Be, like between the shoulder blades? Yeah, like. Like what? It would be. Uh, I don't feel like I'd feel like they're cheating, but I'd have questions. Yeah. I would definitely have questions. But yeah, that is a Who weird. Did you hug? 
Yeah, like but what is that? Hug you and just put their face in the middle of your back. Yeah, yeah. Like who just who thought that was the spot? Uh, I can't believe that's a trend though. That's insane. It's not. You're really just trying to like fuck you're, with somebody. Yes, like you're really trying to like start some some trouble there. That's gross. I don't like that. That's a that's a lame prank. I don't like pranks that are like that. You know. Uh, I like you know. Innocent pranks. pranks. Yeah. Problematic. Pranks. Yeah, that's that's problematic. Ugh. Um, why did my my phone just connected to my AirPods? Where are my AirPods? Why did they connect? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, Ethan, my dump. Th- it's right over there. It's on the counter. I think there's a ghost. Oh, um, good. my dump their ass is from uh, Reddit relationship advice. The username is notably underscore vhs. Um. Title was boyfriend told his friends about my kinks. Oh, I uh, saw that one when I was scrolling. I didn't read it though. It's it's okay. Uh, <laughs> my boyfriend and I had a discussion about our kinks. He's vanilla, only likes a bit of choking and hair pulling. I'm much more into BDSM and such. Uh, we were both at a restaurant near his school, and his friends came by. We were both saying hi, and out of nowhere, he goes, "We're just talking about our kinks. Oh. Her, her kinks, not oh. our kinks. Her kinks. Oh." Uh, his friend looks at me weird, and I left my boyfriend at the restaurant and went home. We talked about it. He said I was overreacting, but it made me uncomfortable. Um, I laughed and said, yeah, I was uncomfortable, just to change the subject. A few days later, he said that his friends said my knife play kink was weird. <gasps> I asked why he would tell them that, and he told me it's nothing. I told him oh, not to tell no. anyone about that because it's personal, and he still did it. I DK how many other people he's told. I don't know what to do. I trust him, but not with my personal stuff anymore. Am I the bad guy for getting mad? Is that a big deal? I I am so tired of these. Is this a girl? Yeah. I'm well, so tired of. The, oh, he said her kinks. I'm yeah. so freaking tired of these girls coming onto Reddit and laying out these like ridiculous things that someone has done to them and then asking if they're unreasonable for being upset about it. Like, I that's... read those all the time too. And everyone in the comment just says, like, why haven't you broken up with them? Yes. Like, like, obviously, that's... there is some history, but there's a good amount there that says, like, you probably shouldn't trust them. No. If you can't trust them, trust them with deep things, how are you going to trust them on, like, little like, things? That's, like, just the basic, like, private, intimate information, and they're just out there, like, screaming Maybe it off of rooftops. Maybe he I, wants people to know that he has a knife kink with his girlfriend. I hate that so much. Like, she told him that in, you know, Offense. with the... Yeah, in confidence with the the you know thought of like I can tell because that's hard for people to do. Yeah, like we've talked about that before on here, where people have like we've read some Reddit stuff where people were like scared to tell their partner about their kinks, and this is why because people are stupid. <laughs> I'm upset about this one, and I just. I vote knife dump. play kinks are crazy, but I think that's cool that people have them. Um, so it would be oh, an interesting have... talking point if your partner was up to talking about it. Yeah. You probably shouldn't just tell people, 
Yeah, my no. girlfriend likes me to try to cut her while we're having yeah. sex. Especially if, like, she's not cool with that. <laughs> Which, I don't know. I guess, I guess if she, I guess, like, maybe she didn't explicitly say, like, hey, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I want this information to stay private. But I think that that's something you assume until you are told otherwise. <laughs> like, you assume that that intimate information stays that way until it's expressed otherwise. How silly. He really could that? be like into putting his business out there. Yeah, could be. Have you heard of the Distorted View podcast? No, tell us about mm-hmm. it. It's it's a pretty crazy podcast and some of the stuff is a little too much for me, but uh the other day they're running a segment of this they play clips and stuff. The host does and comments on them. And they were talking about, it was a clip from the early 2000s IT guy. And he was like, I hate naming each person and the, what's it called? That saved, um, that saved space, everyone on their computer, the network. I hate naming everyone's computer on the network, their name. And so he asked each person what their kink was, and that's what he named their computer. Oh my god, no! <laughs> like, this is way better. Oh! Like, yeah, I don't think that would fly 20, 22 years later. But no. that's like, pretty funny, wow. though. Yeah, it is. I oh. have, like, a semi-embarrassing story, and I might have told it on the pod before, but... I used to work for the same uh, hospital system that Sydney used to work for and they didn't give me a laptop. So I had to use my personal laptop, but in order for them to use your personal laptop, they have to like download stuff onto your personal laptop to make it secure. Well, I'm at Panera because I, I don't know why. And I like call the people hey, I need to download this. It's not letting me. And the guy's like, okay, well, let me proxy into your computer. So I go let him proxy in. And automatically, he goes straight to the search bar. This is my personal computer in 2014. Oh, goes straight no. to the search bar, starts typing stuff in, and immediately, just like my raunchy porn history no, no, is no. listed underneath. And I'm like... Oh. <laughs> And there's nothing you can do about it. You're just not, watching just, it he's happen. He's controlling my computer. What do I do? Delete as he's you're typing? Just like, you just close the lock. You're like, oh, I'm done. So I was just like, I'll just suffer through this. I don't think <laughs> this man has probably seen worse. It's okay. Honestly, yeah, yeah sure honestly, probably. Can. That is really funny, though. I was just like, this is the most embarrassing thing I've ever had happen. I would have before. absolutely panicked for sure. But it definitely wasn't. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Very silly. Oh. Okay, definitely vote dump on that one. Oh, yeah. Because um, that's super lame. Um, my dump their ass is also from r slash relationship advice, and it's username feeling bad today. Um, the title is my boyfriend wants to get drunk alone with his female friend and sleep over with her. <laughs> <laughs> We've been dating three years. Yeah, I know, right? We've been dating three years, and he's known her for maybe 10 months. They became pretty close while while our relationship became strained due to going long 
distance for the past year. He sees her as often as he can, but has never really made plans to visit me without my initiating the planning in some way over the last year. He told me today he's going to go over to the place she's house-sitting, get drunk and high with her, and sleep over. I feel, <laughs> I feel like he's being disrespectful to our relationship, but he dismissed me and said, the plans are kind of already set in stone, so what do I do? And I, this sounds like the long-distance relationship I was in when my dude just had another girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I think I I think that might be what's happening to you, girl. I I don't know. Randall, what would you do if Sharon said this to you? I have to know. So the plan's are already kind of set in stone, so <laughs> Yeah. Uh I think it was completely a hundred percent disrespectful because a hundred percent disrespectful would have been not telling him at all, but he's knowing Mm. about this beforehand. Um, so that he can make, uh, or the boyfriend can make a good decision beforehand. I mean, you can say like, you can make that phone call. I feel like, the person I'm in a relationship with, I'm going to be able to talk to them and convince them a lot better than someone I've known for 10 months and have only barely met. And so someone's like that is telling me something like it's set in stone. uh, We're going to hang out. I'm just going to be like, all right. And in talking with them and call my girlfriend and I feel like I have a much better um, chance at talking her out of that and or saying some things like, well, we might not be able to make it through this if you do this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Saying something like that. Because that's what uh, the boyfriend is saying to th- his girlfriend. Like, these plans are set in stone. I'm going to go hang out with this chick. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I since probably just end it. I was never successful long distance, and uh, that's <laughs> that's yeah. a little bit what helped me get married. <laughs> <laughs> like we got to do this. We got to get through that. We were yeah. moving. I was moving away, and I was like, I can't do long distance. Let's get married. Oh. <laughs> Let me carve these pumpkins real quick. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Yeah. um, I'm not here for any of that at all. Dump him. Dump him. Loser. Big loser. Yep. Especially it's like they've been dating for three years. They've only been long distance for this last year. So it's like you've already got an established thing going on. And then he's just going to dismiss you and you're like, uh, he's literally starting the process. Like he's, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Like that's like 100%. I have been in that exact situation. That's exactly how it went down. So (sighs) dump. 
big fat dump. Well, that's a shitty lady shout out. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, oh, no. There goes my pen. So, my shitty for the week is Ethan is like kind of sick. And so I'm just waiting for myself to get sick at this point. Yeah. Um, and I'm really bad about giving myself symptoms when I don't really have any symptoms and convincing myself I'm sick when I'm not sick. So I know whether yeah. I'm sick or not, I'm going to feel bad soon. Um, my Liddy is that we had D and D last night. Yes. I killed, I, I killed everybody. Well, not really, yeah. but I like, I took some people out. You period. did a lot. Yeah. I was doing damage. My character's not a really a damage person, and I was just doing damage. I was killing everybody. I'm a little support. If I could I'm get a full a, a full turn in, I would maybe do some some freaking damage. What's the struggle of being a Pomeranian? What's the struggle of being a and then knocked prone, and then uh Then by the time you could move, there was no one near you. Yes. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> How many attacks did you do? Two? Three. Period. With my um, pause. My shout out is to my friend Mike. Um, because Mike's been listening to the pod and Mike hey. is refusing to be on the pod. Oh like, boo. Wow, this episode was so good. And I'm like, thanks. Are you gonna come on or not? And he's like, I don't know. So hopefully this shout out will be enough to convince him to actually say yes to get on the pod. So I'm shout out to Mike for listening and eventually being a guest. Can't be a worse guest than me, Mike. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> he Lies. Could he could be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, my shitty this week is that my gym is closed again because they're doing another section of the flooring. So, boo. Um, I hate upgrades. Keep I it hate, shitty. No, I just hate changing my like routine. So now I have to go to a different location and it's just like, bleh. Harassed by men, dude. Literally, like, leave me alone. Uh, my lady. Share the gospel with you. What? What? Go ahead. This this man told me that I looked like Katniss Everdeen. Period. I was was like, okay, can I put my headphones? You're a killer girl. You got (laughs) shin the marrows. My lady. Uh, this week. I did a game night with some new friends, and it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, so that that's my well. You don't. Maybe you I don't... wanted some new friends too. That's fine. I'll stop harassing you. I'm really sorry. Let me live. No. Um, you can tell this is like my first human interaction of the day because I don't even have any like I'm zero zero prime here. I'm not prepped at all to come back at you for these responses where am i oh my shout out okay i think my i had to i picked up my adderall yesterday and since i don't have insurance anymore i got the generic kinds i don't think it works oh i did this is not the same uh my my shout out is going to go to Brittany, different Brittany than last week um, Delaney's friend Brittany that came to trivia with us because she actually oh, knew yeah. some stuff and that was she pretty cool. A lot. Yeah, she knew a lot of random things, random facts about sandwiches. About sa- and eggs. And eggs. Yeah. So um that's my shout out. 
All right. Um, my shitty is I cut my toenail, my big toenail, too short. That's the oh, first no. time I've done it in like three or four years. It's been a while, but I did that this week. <laughs> Uh, what a good shitty. <laughs> that is know. a quality shitty right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that wasn't fun. <laughs> Let's see. My Liddy is the one I've had the most struggles coming up with, but got to hang out with a lot of a lot of people on a daily basis at VBS that I don't always see that some of them I'm happy to see some not as much, but, and then my shout out is to Zach Grinky, who Ooh. is a former Houston Astros pitcher. Um, and he's a little bit of a weirdo and he is a weirdo. <laughs> I, I kind of like him because, I don't know, I feel like I'm kind of similar to him because I am super introverted. I don't like talking to people. And during the COVID season, he'd like leave the dugout and sit by himself yeah. and talk yeah. about how much he liked not having fans there. But <laughs> <laughs> this week, uh, someone gave him a baseball to sign and they're like, can you sign this for me, please? And he was on down the third baseline, and he just took their ball without saying a word and just chunked it deep into center field. And then the guy was like, what are you doing? That's my ball. And he was like, that was funny. And then he just walked off. So <laughs> that's my he shout is, out. He's such a weird dude. <laughs> yep. Honestly, Zach good for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. he's a weird guy. That's hilarious. Yeah. I'm going to his Wikipedia now. I want to know more about this man. <laughs> he was old. Yeah, he's He was um He was period. still with with uh Astros whenever we I did that swabbing thing for them, Brandon. Did you swab his he's, brain? No, I didn't. The other girl did, but he is weird. He is a weird guy. Oh well. Yeah. Well, Randall, thank you for being on the pod. Um, yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to um, plug or people to know, like people to get in contact with you if they'd like? Sure. Uh, my cell phone number is... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, my Twitter <laughs> is probably where I act the most real. Um, and I still, I don't know... I keep it kind of borderline. Um, don't tweet anything too outrageous, but I like more outrageous things than I tweet. But you can check it out at Randall, R-A-N-D-A-L-L, Kirk B as in boy. So that's my Twitter account. And my Insta- all my other socials, I'm just not as real. That's where I keep it real. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I love I that. Randall where he keeps it real for sure. We love the real Randall. Um thank you everybody for listening. 
You can follow us on our Twitter and Instagram at parish underscore PP. And you can email us. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys. We're just being inundated with emails, like so many emails every day. And we just oh, can't even keep up. I have to silence the emails. notifications. You know, we're going to read a couple of the, the emails we get. Uh, once we get a chance to just dig through the hundreds of emails we've been getting. Um, <laughs> so you can email us at parish parent posse at gmail.com. I'm not going to spell it. It's the name of the podcast. Um, <laughs> And the name of the podcast. Um, shout out for staying alive. High five for existing. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.